ever looked at an actor or an actress in a movie or a TV program? And have you ever wondered, what is their life really like? You know, what is their life really like? Who are they really? You know, are they happy? You know, maybe an actor who usually, you know, plays the action hero and he always saves the day at the end of the movie. Is he really like that at home? Or the charmer that always gets the girl at the end. Is he really like that at home? And I was just thinking about that, you know, a character in a movie or a TV program, how much of the actor is in that character, I wonder. I don't know if any of you have watched, because Rebecca is a Friends fan, the Friends TV program. They had a reunion after 17 years since the last episode of Friends, and they all got back together. And as you watch them, you're, you're seeing, like, Ross is so annoying in Friends. But yet, in the reunion, he's actually a nice guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm pleasantly surprised. So how much of an actor is in the character, I wonder? Have you ever thought about that? Did you ever wonder, you know, is, yes, acting is their job, of course, but is their character, is their, is their personality, are they in the character very much? Or is it just a total escape from who they really are? Are they escaping into that role on screen every week or every year in a movie or whatever? And I just want to get you thinking about that this morning. I want you to think about it. Like, are you living your life? Are you being you? Are you being you? Are you contented being you? Or do you wish that you could just be a Hollywood actor and just slip into the character of somebody else that you'd rather be? Well, Psalms 139 verses 13 and 14 says, For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Praise God, praise God, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God put you together in your mother's womb. God knew you before the world knew you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knew exactly what he was doing when he knit you together. Did you ever see a person knitting and they have their needles and their, their, you know, their intent on what they're doing? They're following the pattern to a T, you know, plain stitch, pearl stitch, cross stitch. You'd know, you'd think I knew what I was talking about, wouldn't you? <laughs> Praise God. But it's so intricate, isn't it? it? It's so lovely to watch a person knit and see the product being, being made. And God was really careful when he knit you together in your mother's womb, and he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew what pattern he was following, amen? He gave you the right color eyes. He gave you the right shape nose for your face. He made you the right height, the right color. And you know what? He put everything inside of you that you need to succeed at being who he has created you to be. He has put everything inside of you that you need to succeed at being everything he's created you to be. You have a gift to share with this world, amen? There's a reason that you are here on this earth at this particular time. I have news for you this morning. The world needs you right now. 2021, the world needs you and the gifts and the talents that are inside of you. So whatever age you are right now, don't worry, there's buried treasure still in there that still has to come out, amen? amen? And unfortunately, unfortunately, we do it, it's a human being default, amen? And it's, we do it as believers too. We allow events in our lives or maybe the direction our lives have taken, you know, to convince us that we're nothing special, that we really don't have anything to offer. 
You know, maybe somebody has said something negative to you in the past or something negative about you and it's marked your self-esteem. Or maybe you've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes, amen? And maybe you've made big whoppers of mistakes. But you know what? It's okay. Maybe you've tried something and you've failed at something, and now you're looking at yourself and you're thinking, I'm just average. I'm just ordinary. There's nothing special about me. Well, I want to argue with you this morning because that is wrong. That is so wrong. Amen. Psalms 139 tells us we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That doesn't sound like average. Amen. That doesn't sound like mediocre at all. If you read it from the Passion Translation, it says, You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. It says, I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. God doesn't do average, amen? Anything that God does is never average. Think about creation. We've just reminded the kids this morning. There is nothing average about creation. Look around you. That's not average, amen? That's not ordinary. And God doesn't create ordinary people. That's just not how he operates. So no matter what somebody else says, no matter what your mistakes or your failures dictate, you have got to see yourself as God sees you. And God sees you as full of treasure. You have something to offer this world that nobody else has. Without your gifts, without your treasures, the gifts and treasures that he's put inside of you, this world wouldn't be as bright as it should be, amen? This is so important this morning. I have battled this. I knew I was meant to do this message on a Sunday morning. But this is the type of message that Enda and I would always share with the kids. We shared it with the teenagers. I know the young people here can vouch for that. We are always encouraging them how special they are. They're unique. They're important. They're children of God. And you know, as I was thinking, I'm going to stand up there on a Sunday morning in front of mature adults, yes, and tell them that they're special. And I battled it. I actually nearly chickened out of it. But I really felt that God was telling me they need to hear that this morning. You see, I know Enda said last Sunday, the stuff that we've been through in the last year, that's nothing in comparison to what some people have been through. We haven't been persecuted, we know that. But we have taken a bashing, amen? We have taken a bashing, amen? We've been put out of our comfort zones. Our world is a little different now than it was before. We've, we've had to do things that we've never had to do before. Even still, we're doing things that we've, we're not used to doing and we're not really meant to do, maybe. So we've taken a bashing, you know? Our confidence is taking a bashing. Even as believers, we've been shaken because we've been out of church physically. So all this is going on. So I believe that you were meant to hear this message this morning, amen? I just want to remind you this morning that God doesn't do average, amen? And this is so important. Whatever stage you are at in life right now, whether you are young, whether you are old, whether you are rich, whether you are poor, whether you were in school, whether you were in college, whether you're out there in the workplace, or whether you're enjoying your retirement, you are unique. You are unique. God created you, and you are unique. And the thing about it is, when God created you, he threw away the mold. You know, there will never be another you. 
there will never be another of you. It's not possible because God threw away the molds. Amen. So please, don't make the mistake of comparing yourself. I did that for years to other people, to what they have, what they look like, what they're doing. And parents, I encourage you, as your kids are growing up, don't compare them to somebody else as well. I saw firsthand the damage that can do. You know, in the heat of the moment, you're cross with your child, you tell them, such and such wouldn't do that. Don't, don't do that. Amen. Don't compare your kids and don't compare yourself to others. You see, if God wanted you to have the gift that somebody else have, has, has, well, then he would have given you that gift. Amen. If God wanted you to look like somebody else, he'd have made you to look like somebody else. You do not need something that somebody else has to fulfill your destiny. You have exactly what you need. When God created you, he matched you with your world. Don't you love that? God knew exactly when you were going to be here on this earth, and he made you to match that world. God doesn't make mistakes, amen? He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. He has put gifts and talents on the inside of you, and you have everything you need to do what you're called to do. If you needed to have been taller, he'd have made you taller. If you should have been smaller, he'd have made you smaller. If you should have been a different nationality, well, then he'd have made you a different nationality, amen? So don't make the mistake of despising what you have or what you look like or comparing yourself to another person and wishing you had what they had. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Imagine if you could go to a car manufacturer. I love cars. Imagine if you could go to a car manufacturer like BMW or Mercedes or Jaguar or something like that, and you could have them build the car of your dreams. You know, after the basics, they're going to build your car from scratch now. So after they put in the basics, because obviously you need a steering wheel, you need the gearbox, you need a brake, you know, you need all those things. But imagine what else you would put in there. What else would you ask them to put in there? Maybe sunroof, sat-nav, surround sound stereo, I don't know, air conditioning, alloy wheels. Maybe you'd have asked them to make it a hybrid, you know, that beepy thing, I couldn't remember the name of it, you know, the beepy thing when you're reversing to tell you if you're close to somebody or something. <laughs> or maybe you'd go all out and you'd ask him to make you a self-drive car. you go the lazy way. Well, Psalm 17 verse 8 says, you are the apple of God's eye. You are the apple of God's eye. So he's put in the basics that you need, but he's also given you all the extras that you need for your journey. He's given you the sunroof, the alloy wheels, amen. He's given you, maybe he's made you a hybrid, amen. And he's given you that beepy thing for reversing, amen. God has given you everything you need. So I encourage you this morning, relax, be yourself, be who he's created you to be, amen. Because life will be so much easier. When you relax and embrace who you are, life will be so much easier. It's when we're putting on a mask, it's when we're acting that life can be so frustrating because you have to manipulate things then to work in your favor. Life is so much easier when we relax and be ourselves. And you know that you, nobody else can be you better than you can be you. You can be a better you than anybody else in this world. You can be a better you than anyone else in this world. Why is that? Because you are anointed to be you. I am anointed to be me. Amen. Nobody can beat you at being you. You're the only one that can be you. Nobody else can be you. So don't let people intimidate you. Amen. Don't let people look down on you. Don't let people um, treat you as inferior. 
And don't look at what somebody else has and envy it. If you needed that for your race, then God would have given it to you. God doesn't make mistakes, amen? God doesn't leave anything out. When God was knitting you together in your mother's womb, he didn't drop a stitch, amen? He didn't drop a stitch. He didn't forget to put something in you that you needed. James 1.17 tells us every good and every perfect gift is from above. So I tell you this morning, you are anointed, you are empowered, you are blessed, you are talented, and you have everything that you need to do what God has called you to do. God's fingerprints are all over you. Amen. They're all over you. Before the world knew you, he knew you. Amen. He has all your days planned out for good. So don't let your potential lie dormant. God has more for you to do. Tap into your gift, amen? Tap into your gift and share it with the world. Don't be mean. The world needs your gift, amen? Share it with the world. And the victories you've had in the past, and yes, of course, you've had victories in the past, but they're nothing compared to what God has for you in your future, amen? You are fully and totally equipped. And when you let that in, when that sinks in, and when you yourself feel fully and totally equipped and and begin to see yourself as totally equipped, God will begin to show up in amazing ways, amen? Because you see, there's not one person in this building, there's not one person listening to this message online that's average or ordinary. You are special, you are loved, and you are equipped and empowered with everything you need. You are a child of the Most High God, Amen? amen? So allow that treasure that's buried deep inside to come out. Allow the dreams and the talents. Maybe there's an invention in there. Maybe there's a book in there. You just don't know. There's a business maybe budding in there waiting to come out. Let it come out, amen. Step into your destiny. Because as you step into your destiny, when you become contented with who you are and what God has called you to do, and you step into your destiny, God will go with you, amen. God will go with you. He'll show up. Because not only has he equipped and empowered you to do it, he's also breathing in your direction. Amen? He's on your side. When you stretch your faith, God is on your side. Amen? He'll step into your destiny with you. God will be with you. And he said to Joshua in Joshua 1.9, and I really feel it's good for us today, be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You can do it, amen, because he'll be with you. You can overcome every obstacle. You can prosper. You can get well, amen. You can recover from that failure, amen. You can pick yourself up. You can become all God has created you to be. But you have to see yourself the right way. You are extremely valuable. My single ladies there, you are extremely valuable, amen. The guy that gets you, is getting an amazing prize. So do not sell yourself short, amen? Do not sell yourself short. You have the fingerprints of God all over you, amen? And when you make a move, God will make a move. When you step out of your comfort zone and stretch your faith, God will release more of his favor, more of his favor. You have to start thinking bigger because then God will act bigger. When you do the natural, God will do the supernatural. When you do the ordinary, God will do the extraordinary. When you do what you can't, can do, God will do 
whatever you can't do. Amen? So know who you are. Step into your destiny. He will go with you. You see, if you don't know who you are, and if you don't use the gifts that God is calling you to use, the world is missing out. Amen? Because you see, when you don't know who you are, you get stuck only using a small percentage of the gifts he's given you. And that's a tragedy. Amen, that's a tragedy to only use a small percentage of what he's giving you. Trust God, use your faith. Stretch your faith, amen. There's nothing in your path that God has not equipped you to handle. When you trust God, he will do amazing things. He wants to move in your life. You see, God wants to release his favor. Amen, he wants you to trust him. He wants you to believe who you are. He wants you to believe who you are. So stop going around with low self-esteem. If you're here this morning and you have low self-esteem, end it today, amen? You have what it takes. You have it. You are fully and totally equipped. Think positively, amen? If a door closes in your life, that's okay. God will open another one, amen? If you've just had a setback, that's okay. That's not a surprise to God, amen? The last year hasn't been a surprise to God. He's still on top of things, amen? He has the solution to your problem even before you face it. He'll give you strength for every battle, amen? So step into your destiny. Be comfortable with who you are. God will go with you every step of the way. And then you know what? As you start to do all the things that he's called you to do, he'll add his little touch, amen? He'll add his little touch. You ever see in the fairy godmother in Cinderella? She adds her little, her little sprinkle. That's how I see it with God. He just adds his little touch. Amen. As you step into your destiny, God will show up. But you have to put a demand on your faith. Because if you play it safe all the time, well, then you'll never really know who you are inside and what he's put inside of you. In the word of God, we see David. We all know David, the lowly shepherd boy, abandoned to the fields. You know, not very highly rated, even by his own family. Sent to the fields to look after dumb sheep, basically. But God calls David a man after God's own heart. And First Samuel, we see David there, and he heads to the front line. We all know the story of David and Goliath. Praise God. And David heads to the front line. His dad, Jesse, asks him, go bring these provisions to your brothers. They're out there on the front line. You know, and come back and let me know how they're doing. So David goes out, and as he's greeting his brothers on the front line, he hears Goliath shouting and taunting the Israelites. So he inquires, long story short, he inquires, what's going on? They all explain to him. And he goes before Saul, and he says, I'm your man. I can take this guy out. But Saul's not so sure, amen? First Samuel chapter 17. Are you all doing good this morning? Are you with me? Are you empowered? Are you equipped? Do you have everything you need for your journey? <laughs> amen. But let's jump to really quickly down to verse 33 because Enda will fire me. Still have a bit to go. <laughs> First Samuel 17 verse 33. And Saul said to David, okay, so he's come before David or Saul now and he's saying, I'm your man. I can take down this guy. But Saul says to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. See? Comparing. Saul is comparing David to Goliath. Amen? And, you know, people will always try and talk you out of what you try to do. Because, you see, they don't understand. You're too young, they'll tell you. You're too old. You're too big. You're too small. Whatever it is. But they don't understand that when God is for you, who can be against you? Amen? So David goes on to explain it's okay. He tells him about the lion and the bear that God helped him with while he was looking after the sheep. Because you see, David trusted that God would show up. 
David trusted that God would show up. He had a kind of confidence that God would show up again on the battlefield. You know, so moreover, verse 37, David says, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you. So Saul relents. See, David knew that God was with him. David knew that God was with him. He trusted that God was on his side. He trusted that God would show up. God had shown up in the fields with the sheep. God would show up again on the battlefield. See, God will never leave us. God will never forsake us. Verse 38, so Saul clothed David with his armor. Everybody say his armor. And he put a bronze helmet on his head and he also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk for he had not tested him. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these for I have not tested them. So Saul, David took them off. You see, Saul put his armor on David. His armor, his helmet, his coat. But they were Saul's, amen. They weren't meant for David. They were too much for David, amen. They were going to weigh him down. They didn't suit David. You see, that's how Saul went into battle with all that armor. But that's not how David went into battle. So what suits somebody else may not suit you, amen. What suits somebody else may not suit you. You don't need somebody else's suit of armor. God has given you exactly what you need. People will try to put things on you, well-meaning people even, but maybe they're not meant for you, amen? They'll just wear you down. Don't take things that don't fit you. Don't take things that don't fit you. Don't accept things that will slow you down or hinder you from all God has called you to do. Saul thought he was doing right by David. That's what Saul knew to do, going into battle, put on this armor. But David was like, thanks, but no thanks. That's your way but that your way doesn't fit me. I need to do it God's way. I need to do it the way God has created me to do it. Verse 40, then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself, everybody say for himself, five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. So David went to the brook and he chose for himself. He knew what he needed to take with him. Five smooth stones. You see, we need to be content with who God has created us to be, amen? And what he has created us to do. It may look nothing like what somebody else does, or it may look nothing like somebody else's situation, but that's okay. You are unique, amen? God has thrown away the mold. Verse 41, so the Philistine came and began drawing near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. See, only a youth. His youth has been brought into question again. Verse 43, so the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Goliath's some man, isn't he? Some man, eh? But he didn't know what he was up against. Verse 45, then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. See, David knew he wasn't coming alone. Amen? He wasn't coming on his own strength even. He was coming in the name of the Lord of hosts. Everything you do, do it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every situation you come up against, every battle you face, everything you try to do, do it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
do it in the name of Jesus. David had the confidence that God would show up. And he says, verse 46, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you and take your head from you. And he goes on, verse 48, so it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried See, no hesitation, and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him. David prevailed over Goliath, but he didn't do it in his own strength. He did it in God's strength. Amen? David recognized that the battle was the Lord's. We need to get that deep inside us too, that when we face a battle, it's God. Give it to him. Cast it on him. He cares for you, amen? The Bible says, cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. David trusted God. He used what he had. He didn't use what Saul had. He used what he had. And he took out a sling and a stone, and he slung that stone. You see, David was gifted with a slingshot, amen? David was gifted with a slingshot. That's how God had created him. So when he threw that stone, yes, it headed in the direction of Goliath, but God brought it straight to the sweet spot, amen? He directed it straight to the sweet spot, and they took out Goliath. David faced up to Goliath as himself, as God created him to be, and he trusted God to do the rest. See, when you find yourself doing things with God, you'll do things that you never thought possible, amen? He'll bring the supernatural breaks. He'll bring the right people across your path. The right opportunities will just drop in your lap. Psalms 84, 11 says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. You see, as you live out your life with God, God will bring your dreams to pass, amen? He will cause you to be in the right place at the right time. You're going to find blessings just stumbling into your lap, amen? Because you see, God is not in the business of withholding good things. It's just not what he does. So don't be surprised when things fall into place, amen? That's not a lucky break or a coincidence, amen? Believers don't get lucky breaks or coincidences, amen? That's favor. That's God adding his touch. Don't be surprised when you've wisdom beyond your ears or when you get that break that you don't deserve or when you accomplish much more than you thought was possible. That's God putting his hand on your hand, amen? That's God breathing in your direction, adding his little touch, amen? So I encourage you this morning, don't die with the music still inside of you, amen? Share your gift with this world. You can go further than you think. You can accomplish more than you've already accomplished. And no matter what you've gone through, no matter how old you are at this stage, seeds of greatness are still in there. Amen. And they're still alive and they're still well. You still have everything that God has created you to be. And you know what? You may be thinking, I'm not the best person in the world. I don't have a great personality. Well, work on that. Amen. We all have rough edges. And Galatians 5.22 tells us about the fruit of the Spirit. So if you have Spirit inside of you, you can have all those things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. All those things are yours, amen? So if you're an impatient person this morning, work on that. God will help you, amen? If you're a bit of a grouch, 
God will help you, amen? If you need to be more thoughtful, God can help you with that. Strive to be a better you. Be comfortable with who you are and then strive to be the best you that you can be. If you need to start washing yourself, wash yourself, amen? Clean your clothes. Smell nice. Strive to be your best, amen? You can lose those rough edges. We all have rough edges, amen? We all have things we need to change, but we can change them, amen? And don't listen to the negative comments and don't entertain the negative thoughts. Put on the breastplate of God's approval every morning. And don't dwell on what you did wrong. We all mess up. We all make mistakes. Don't dwell on it, amen? Ask God to forgive you. Apologize if you need to apologize. Make amends and then move on, amen? You know, you have a lot of things wrong with you. You know that? You have a lot of things wrong with you. I'm going to tell you this morning. <laughs> but you also have a lot of things right with you. Amen? David made a lot of mistakes. He did a lot of things wrong. But he also did a lot of things right. He even said to God in 2 Samuel 7, 18, Then God said, King David went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, O Lord? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? Accept yourself. Like yourself. Feel good about who you are. Amen? Because when you accept yourself and like yourself, and when you feel good about who you are, that's when the very best of you will come out. And that's when God can, can bring you around to start making a huge difference for his kingdom. Amen? Because you see, people will be attracted to you then. Because you'll give off this air of confidence. You'll give off this contentment and peace and joy and strength and hope. You'll give off all those things. And that's everything people nowadays are seeking. Amen? So don't just blend in when you are called to stand out. Do the world a favor. Because guess what? Do the world a favor and be you. Everybody else is taken. And you know what? You're an original. And you know what they say about originals? They're worth a lot more than a copy. <laughs> So be you, amen? The world needs you, amen? Praise God.